0: What is going on, everybody? This is the New Beginnings Podcast. I am your host, Matt Clem. And with every end, there is always a new beginning. We are here to talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, and really the journey in becoming your best self. Wherever you are, I hope you enjoy. So let's get right into it.
1: All around the map, my man, never a dull moment. Just living in the moment, every day like it's my last. But post it up over here in our for the next few days before we make our way out to San Diego. So, cannot complain, my man. Crazy. Crazy. That's going to be super
0: exciting. I'm excited for you guys. And hopefully, uh, we'll get, like, a last lifted or something um, before before you head out. So, um, obviously, we're here talking about fitness. We're here talking about achieving goals. And I definitely do want to really just start off with maybe even your own journey right of when you were growing up and starting your bodybuilding career how did you um get not only achieve your goals but what was the kind of let's just start with like the mentality of actually like keeping them on and then as we
1: converse um yeah we'll just dive deeper into it yeah that's a great question and in reality there's many different avenues in fitness that i you know uh dove down in my day from you know just the general fat loss and then into you know powerlifting and strength training and then obviously into the hypertrophy side of things with bodybuilding and then all those rabbit holes that that leads to it really just starts with uh I, as i always say start with what you know and let what you know grow and it, you know obviously for yeah. me, i'm just walking in a, a weight room and doing some sidebacks preacher curls and i was like oh my gosh this is crazy and then i'm like like what's up with protein powder? Then you kind of do something and then it's like, hey, you know, 12 weeks goes by, you tried something and it's like, wow, maybe I look a little bit better. Then you find out what did that and then one thing leads to the next and you kind of dive a little bit deeper and then you kind of develop like a goal and like a vision for yourself. And that's generally like the process, you know, that I see within a lot of my clientele. And then, you know, as you do that, you start to become more aware of, what the actual requirements are, you know, to reach that goal, right? It's like a job. It's like, hey, you know, you, have, you must be qualified in these areas, and these are the skills and objectives that we're looking for. And it's like, you know, to have, um, you know, success in any field, but, you know, obviously you apply it to fitness, you know, just some general awareness, you know, some general consistency, taking um, into consideration variables that you measure, such as your body weight, you know, weighing food, that, and tracking macros, things of that nature. So these are the requirements that you kind of set out for yourself, and then you understand you know, if you follow them, you'll get said results. And if not, you know, you'll continue to, you know, uh, meet at some difficulty somewhere along the line. So, um, you know, for me, it was at first general weight loss and then, you know, going into bodybuilding, you kind of understand what those general requirements are. And then really like, literally it's it just sounds so cliche, but once you invest into a coach who is in the field and in the position and right where you're w- wanting to be based off of your intention and based off of what you'd love to see and be, that's, that's the the fast track in itself. You know, I thought I learned in 2018, I placed third out of fifth in my first show and I left the coach that I was with and I was going to go into my second show thinking I knew everything It was going to be awesome. And I probably would have done well, but in that time period I actually invested into a coach at nine weeks out. We went on to win the overall best show then the overall, the next show the following year. And I, I, you couldn't even foresee the amount of insight and education and just general experience that is provided when you're around the people actually doing what you're trying to do. It's absolutely uh, advantageous and contagious in that aspect. So, um, you know, that's, that's really a little bit of a, you know, a a quick summary of, you know, where I'm at today in an athletic sense, so to speak.
0: 100%. And, and I do love how right at the end, you said very contagious, advantageous, right? And when you, best and actually have a little bit of clarity in the direction that you want to go be like holy cow like the direction that I want to head the goals that I have and to actually maintain and keep them like for me it's like I needed support like and I feel like most people think that your fitness journey is, oh this is just me and like and I all I have to do is just like go work out or whatever like in some regard It is a very simple process, but um, there are levels to it and there's levels that people wish they want to achieve, but they never get to it because maybe their ego or something from their their past is holding them back. So for me, the the longest freaking time for me, I was always freaking barriers like, I'd be really yo-yoing kind of in all sense like doing really really well by myself and then I'd one life event would occur or something would happen where my mental health would kind of slide through the cracks and then I'd feel like I lost all of my my momentum per se. I don't know if that's kind of happened to you in the past where it's like obviously you probably hit some roadblocks um, at some degree. but. Um, for me and more so for um, lifestyle clients that you have, how do you help them with the direction? Like maybe they might have a loved one pass away or maybe um, they're, they're bloated and you're trying to like figure out what's going on with, with their goals. And, and mentally it's really hard to like stay um, and be patient. So how um, from a coaching standpoint to a client, like how do you help your Lifestyle, or even some bodybuilding clientele, um, with the direction that they're headed in, in terms of their own goals and maintaining them.
1: That's a first call me. That's a fantastic question, and I'm actually so glad you asked that because I'd actually visualized and hypothesized, like, well, what if Matt asked this? So, in reality, it truly comes down to the goal at hand, and even more so than that, it also comes down to explaining to the athlete based off of the majority of said goal that there are seasons to this. There is an in-season, or excuse me, a pre-season, an in-season, a post-season, and an off-season. These are four different phases throughout, you know, a basic athletic calendar for anyone really looking to improve their physique on a year-to-year basis. You know, we cannot spend 52 weeks in said, in a We cannot spend 52 weeks in a surplus from a health and just body composition Composition optimization point of view. So we need to understand that, you know, if we're doing something um, in the preseason, and we're displaying habits of, uh, you know, of the postseason, etc, you know, this may be a time to to cater it, for example, if someone is in a rigid diet. Right, and they're dieting, and they're doing great. They're losing fat, and then all of a sudden they fall off track, and they can't seem to get back on track. It's like, what do you do, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like I was so good. I was getting up at 5:30, doing my cardio. You know, I was doing you know all this good stuff, etc. And it's just simply resorting back to, hey, remember what we were doing in the off season. You know, we weren't doing maybe as much cardio. Your step count was lower. We were actually eating, you know, probably five, 600, you know, calories more. Let's go back to that for a day or two. Do you feel like if we had a little more variety, you went out and got some Chipotle instead of meal three, like you'd think this would be something that you can cope with? And it's like, well, like, oh, well, wow. And you realize at the end of the day, like, it's not like – you're in or out the fitness store, you know, it's like fitness is going to be something that's ongoing. You're, you're going to move, you're likely going to spend some time somewhat in the gym and, you know, want to move around and just overall feel good. So it's, it's much more beneficial to approach it as something that's going to be lifelong. It's like, you're not just going to leave this, your physical health is not just going to betray you just because you decided to do something bad. It's always going to be there. So let's work with it and not against it. What do you actually want? What are you actually craving? Are you excessively craving something? Or are you excessively deprived? Let's work from that point of view, right? So it's really just working with that individual and understanding, hey, there's a reason behind everything you're feeling and experiencing, and what can we actually do to just cater to that so we can get right back onto the goal?
0: Totally. totally. No, no that, that, That's freaking huge, um, because for the longest time, when when I was going back and forth, I tried to figure this out on my own, and then... I feel, in a certain point, like, yeah, do your fitness alone. Like, try to grow grow yourself, right? This this journey is your body. This is your your image or your meat suit, right? But at the same time, it's like, but if we want to propel ourselves and most optimally, like, get to those next fucking levels that everyone freaking wants, everyone's comparing themselves to C-bomb, everyone's comparing themselves to influencers or whatever, and it's like, there's a difference, the threshold difference the people that are actually like holy shit that's cool and I want to fucking go for that and then the difference between oh yeah that a thought of that would be cool but like I'm just not even gonna go for that right so whenever I help clients and kind of bouncing off of what you're saying I always ask like the why like why why do we feel this way what is really going on like how is life like asking questions that people are maybe too afraid to ask themselves sometimes because a lot of people just tend to, and and this was me, even from like talking from a client point of view, like I would try to say, oh, everything's fine. Or only track the foods that like kind of make it look like I'm on track. But in reality, I'm like stuffing my face up with shit. So trying to give the clients and even ourselves as coaches, the, the intent, Hey, like we're fucking humans too. We have our own goals. So how can we rise together and go farther and see it for the long game? Because I feel like so many people just see it before, oh, like I just want to get shredded for the eight weeks of the wedding, or I just want to like really get like more fit for the vacation coming up. But it's like, but it's a lot more than that. And I feel that the individuals that we work with, um, Getting them into the right direction is mainly for, yo, we're playing the fucking long game. If you want to do this show and you want to freaking get place and if you want to win, then, like, we got to build you up for the next, like, year or two or three to get you in the best shape of your fucking life, right? And people just think about month, weeks or months when in reality, like, yo, like, this, this is years. This is six, 12 months plus in order to fully optimize. And for me, it's like right now I'm only eating 2,300 calories because I would hold on to so much water and everything. So I'd li- I'm in like a priming phase right now. So I feel like for many people that are out there that are struggling of, okay, I have these goals and I have just located my why, but like what's next and like how how do I actually – get there so a question for you now that we've kind of set up a base in terms of just like overall direction and helping clientele so for the people that you get and achieve them in like let's say they go through a 12-week process or six-month process bulk in season out of season or whatever like how do you keep them in terms of like keeping that momentum or that motivation high because I know for many people um motivation is fleeting discipline is is always there but in different realms of life so how do you keep your clients or individuals that want to uh, be high achievers how do you keep them with the wind behind their back
1: so this all always comes down to and this is an ongoing process again, not just the goal at hand, but the perceived quality of the goal at hand. For example, it's very, very, very easy to get excited about getting a six pack when you don't have one and doing 12 weeks of short term intensity and really seeing a difference in your body. It's not that sexy when I, when the goal goes from that to, Hey, let's rebuild our libido. Let's rebuild our metabolic maintenance. Let's rebuild our strength and put on a little bit of extra glycogen and extra, you know, tissue. That's not, Exciting, right? So there's not enough traction there. So I believe it's our job and really our opportunity as coaches to help shape this picture for the client in that, hey, you love it when you're shredded, right? It's like, yeah, 100%. You feel as confident, etc. You're probably going to go through another cutting phase and get cut it again or, or get shredded again, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, absolutely. Well, you, Would you rather look better, the worse or the same? You know, And if you can pose that question intelligently enough and let it be a clear distinction in that the degree in which you work now in which this time where it's again maybe uh, a metabolic climbing phase before an off-season push or a lean gain phase something like that to the degree in which you can be consistent in that phase the better you will look in the end and then the human psyche is just conditioned to find ways to make this work on a long-term basis so that again we're, we may not have to do all this extra cardio or cut down so hard to get in shape but we can keep in some simple habits like a little bit of daily movement 30 minutes outside maybe one day of fasting whatever that looks like for the individual and the goal at hand etc so you know again it really comes down to us as coaches to clarify and communicate with that client the quality of that goal what is at that point in time for maybe those 12 weeks and then reshape that you know and then reshape that when those 12 weeks come and then we create these checkpoints within the phases so that it's not just okay we're, we're just doing this to get shredded. It's like, let's rebuild our metabolic maintenance. And it's like, if we can smash his maintenance phase, give me six to eight weeks, and we'll reset and optimize our health markers, we're going to go on a nasty blast and we'll fucking put in some hormones and we'll do crazy stuff around the workout from a nutrition point of view. And you're going to get strong and jacked and lean and just yoked as shit. It's like, wow, that really builds some traction within people, right? So it's our ability as coaches to clarify what that is shape out those objectives to ourselves and then have a new set of markers to look for in a week to week check in how's your your digestion how's your strength how's your recoverability all these things to make sure that that client's doing everything they need to do so that when they do come back down to their fat loss phase it's like holy shit like who is this guy what a difference
0: yeah and and to bounce off that and and i feel that even talking to people that are going to be listening in that don't even have a coach right now most people just don't have like a mentor or a coach along their journey right now so kind of speaking to those people it's like making sure you set up your own biomarkers or your own biofeedback like hey i just incorporated this this whey protein into my diet like is it, is it making me more inflated? Is it making me have like more, hold on to more water? Like, and be more observant um, on a week by week basis. And for those that are listening that don't have a coach, it's like, you should be doing the basics and in, in terms of like, just the step count, making sure maybe you're getting informed videos even for yourself and then actually getting some progress photos um, on a week by week or at least a biweekly basis. Because at the end of the day, like if you want to help yourself and if you want to actually maintain your goals, like after that wedding or after those little small biomarkers, then like, or milestones, then we need, you need to make sure that like you're still maintaining and have that win behind your back in terms of momentum. So for you now, I guess more of a personal question with your own journey, you're what, like six weeks out from the San Diego show. Um, let's give some of the people listening now and some of the people that are going to listen, like how's um, it going towards a fat loss kind of perspective um, with your own protocol in the final like six weeks here
1: with uh, your show? That's a wonderful question. And it's, it's really been honestly, just quite not eye opening, but really gratifying to just see, just the impact that I've been able to cultivate within my own body throughout all of these years. Like I'm literally doing all of my protocols, all of my programming myself. And I just understand my body to such a degree. And that everybody from a contest prep point of view, you know, we follow the same general guideline governing principles, but to some degree, whether it be small or large than the individual and athlete, there is going to be some individuality, which specifies, you know, once someone, you know, trains harder or pulls back or pushes harder, or pulls back or feeds up or feeds down and things of that nature. So, um, you know, I've really just got my body on just such a great lock right now where I'll basically just have a baseline, you know, basically low day or a baseline kind of diet type day. And, you know, about every three to four days, we'll hit it with a high day, which is basically a refeed day where we just basically incorporate uh, more of the same carb sources. We'll integrate a little bit of Uh, combining of uh, carb sources without getting too technical when you combine something like a fructose with a glucose for example a rice cake with a jam you're going to get a enhanced uh, metabolic state so the partitioning of those nutrients how well you'll actually be able to build muscle digest it use it for fuel is enhanced when you combine those sources so we'll do a high day every three to four days and you know based off the trend of my body we're you know down anywhere from one to three pounds you know per week so Um, It's really been crazy to see the transformation in just four weeks and then just understand that there's, you know, six more with actually more of the momentum in that favor. Um, You know, it just, it it really just focalizes more and more that I really view myself as outside the box and that I do not put this stamp or cover over myself as like a classic physique athlete. Like I used to, and that's just not me. It's, it's more so like these are the habits that I love and display. And there's actually like, for example, One of the top bodybuilding coaches in the world, his name is AJ Sims. These techniques and these protocols and all this stuff, it just simply comes down to the bare bone holistics. How well can we optimize our blood sugar? How well can we optimize our sleep? How well can we optimize our hypertrophic response and training? How well can we optimize our hormone approach? How well can we optimize our fat burning effect through supplementation or sunlight? All of these things. And the degree in which you can do this, you're just going to fucking optimize your health, and that's just going to be you. So, you know, I love the aspect of being six weeks out in itself, but in reality, there's just just so much more to it that just makes it, you know, so enticing. And I'm really just speaking to the people that, you know, Maybe they don't want to compete or they don't ever want to compete. And in reality, that's, that's largely my focus the majority of the year as well. It's mainly just improvement within myself. And it just happens sometimes throughout the cycle of self-improvement, it's like, wow, you're in a position where, you know, this may be, you know, applicable for a stage-type scenario. So it just goes to show there's so many different waves and avenues and, you know, peaks and valleys to fitness that just make it worthwhile.
0: That's huge. That's huge. Um, and... First off, congratulations, because I bet you're going to fucking kill it at the show. And like anything, this is just a journey Um, at the end of the day. Fitness, it is just a journey of self-development and self-improvement. And when for me for the longest time, like I would even have like trouble just getting to the gym sometimes. And for many just like lifestyle clients out there, just lifestyle like working nine to five people that maybe aren't bodybuilders, right? It's like... Just getting to the gym is a win. And if we can just and I saw this on maybe one of your most recent posts or um stories, but it's like if we can just get one percent fucking better every single day, then like then you're headed in the right direction, right? That's three hundred and sixty-five percent like better throughout the course of the year, and that is a lot of self-development in terms of muscle, in terms of fat loss, and actually like trying to keep it up so i guess my last question um that like just rung in my head like what are your that i'm curious to hear like what are your thoughts on um all those influencers or people out there it's like oh you just need to eat in a caloric deficit right and it's like um i just want to hear your thoughts on it because yes like that is true um to a degree but like <laughs> they're, they're definitely, um, that's like the, the tip of the glacier and then there's like everything else stacked underneath so like what are what are your kind of thoughts on for those people that are struggling right they look at the influencers they see all these things on social media they're doing the booty kickbacks and all this like little bullshit right or the hit workouts and thinking they're gonna lose fat and like change their body composition and they're eating like 1200 or 1300 calories and they've been eating at a deficit so like what are your kind of thoughts. That's much more than just
1: eating in a deficit in order to lose fat or gain muscle. Here's, here's what no one wants to hear. Here's what people won't accept to hear. Here's what people will challenge to hear. I don't I honestly don't even give a fuck because it's so rational. It's applied to my life and so many people's lives. This, this paradigm has been shifted. The culture of eat less, move more, like literally just go somewhere else. I don't care about even the quantity Give me the quality. Do you want to know how many times? I don't track a single macro for the clients that I set up. People ask for the macros. I don't know. I'm not telling you. This is what we're doing based off of what you've submitted, right? It's mm-hmm. not about what are your macros at this point in time. You could be eating 500 calories in a deficit. If you're eating three, um, you know, uh, processed food meals, you are pro-inflamed. You are not going to get the benefits that you're looking for, my friend. You're not gonna feel them. You're not gonna look them. Your gut's gonna be inflamed, which is gonna fuck with your the connection, and nothing is gonna start working in your favor. So the first things first, we wanna set clients up for wins, not only long-term, but off the bat. What better way to win than to optimize someone's digestion, optimize their inflammatory response, which is gonna optimize their sleep, optimize their mood and their conversation and communication skills on a day-to-day basis. And then it's like fat loss comes and follows that. And I don't care if someone's eating 700 calories more than they were before. If it's majority of single ingredient nutrient dense foods spaced in a way that allows for optimal digestion, training, and sleep, that person is going to feel, look better in the short term and long term. So if someone wants to just take some general advice, take, try, do me a favor, try that for 10 days and let me know how you feel. That's my best advice for you.
0: Seriously, seriously. And fuck, I mean, I guess uh, the paradigm shift has definitely shifted because uh, for me, um, and, and even for people going, this is the same thing with training. This is the same thing as getting to the fucking gym. Quality, quality, quality. I don't give a shit if you've gone to the gym seven times per week. The person that's going four times per week, getting full range of motion, complete depth high intensity and progressively overloading and dialing in on all their markers. That is the person that's going to get results, even though they're going to the gym half as much as the person going every fucking day.
1: And Uh, here's, here's a life, you know, a life scenario in myself. Like I believe it was 2017. I did a fat loss phase, right? So we can cater to the influencer, like eating a cork deficit. And I did that. I got shredded. And then there was no more clarity of my vision. Uh, You know, all, all the pros became cons. I was hungry, etc. I had no idea how to reverse out. I started eating, you know, a bunch of shit. And basically, I was, I just kept on trying to go back to my diet, my diet, diet, because that's what I had associated with this pleasure, although there was this hidden pain attached. So I would eat something like 23, 2,400 calories. And then every three to four days, I'd had this massive, massive feeding. So I said, fuck it. I'm done with this. I'm so fed up with this. I'm just going to eat as much as I possibly want, but it has to be a single ingredient food source. And I can eat as much chicken or as much rice and as much olive oil and as much almonds and as much vegetables as i want fruit as I possibly want, but it just has to be a single ingredient. And you want to know what? From like that 2,300, I went to like 4,800, probably 5,000. My body weight stayed the same, but I just drastically tightened up. My sleep got better, so I trained. My my training was off the charge, was carried right back over into my physique, and I just started losing body fat and recomping this look by eating almost 2,000 calories more. And that was just due to the nature of, I just kept on trying to restrict a growing body, and people misconfuse this and beat themselves up and say, why me? Your body's trying to let you know it's time to go and we'll be back later. You know what I'm saying? So it's our ability to trust that and let go, which dictates long-term success.
0: Seriously, and and that kind of goes into um, a a definitely a topic that I've been kind of getting more into. Um, But I I remember seeing this quote, like not too long ago, but it was, um, we aren't necessarily um, like what we absorb in general, we're what we like, the, the micronutrients that we take with us, right? So like, what is your take on? same thing with those foods and those like single, um, ingredients that you're going like, like nuts, fish, like rice, like just really more wholesome for foods. You even like mentioned pasteurized eggs the other day on like your story and stuff. So like, um, what is, um, cause so, so much food that's out there just has less and less micronutrients. And at the end of the day, like that is what carries over. That is what helps with the brain, um, just mentality and like not having fog and clarity and all that kind of jazz. So like, what is your take on having those berries, having all these ingredients, these wholesome foods that carry micronutrients? Cause at the end of the day, I feel that like people are lacking in a lot of these minerals and that's why it might be affecting their decisions or communication and all, all throughout their day-to-day lives. So like, what are maybe your favorites or that maybe you impart on more so lifestyle clients of like hey like these berries or raspberries and and all this kind of jazz um to get them more them full selves like really stepping into their higher self by just having more rich wholesome foods with dense micronutrients so what's kind of your take on on micronutrients and how do you like help implement that into your more so lifestyle clients um but even the bodybuilder ones too
1: Dude, absolutely fantastic question. I really want to say that this really is a two-pronged approach in that it's not just adding in these micronutrient-dense foods that we know, the leafy greens for the metric oxide, the blueberries for the anthocyanins, all these essential uh, you know fatty acids and amino acids that have all these great you know impacts that we know help our cognition. But what we need to realize is for 95% of people, it's not just adding in more it's removing the detriment. So we'll add in the berries and all this good stuff, but we need to make sure that's in replacement of. If you're having berries each day, but you know, you're having alcohol every single day, or you're having a bunch of fried food every single day, it's like, you're getting the effects, but they're getting negated because these fried foods, they have free radicals, which basically go in there and they go to your cells and destroy them. And the communication between your cells gets altered. You don't think clearly. All these things get destroyed. So we can eat berries and all these great things, but we need to remove the stressor first, which for a majority of people is the pro-inflammatory foods, the highly sugary foods, the highly processed foods, the excess alcohol, lack of movement. So we go in there with a lifestyle client and we assess and address these things and we make an honest you know, conversation. It's like, okay, you like to have a bunch of, you know, fried foods and onion rings, or you know, cheeseburgers with onion rings. Maybe we can move that to a once weekly free meal. But even on a day to day, it's like, how about we get some 937 beef, you know, and we get like a lower fat cheddar, you know, and we can do something along the lines like a, a day's killer muffin or a bun or a bagel or something like that, and we can create that variety, you know, in there for them. But for majority of people, it comes down to putting these micronutrients in a way that actually makes sense. And they enjoy, you know. My interpretation of you know clean food, so to speak, when I first came up was like, you know, cold bro- boiled chicken breast and like raw broccoli and and like brown rice. And now we're like. There's jasmine rice, there's spices, there's herbs, but you know there's all these berries, and if we use olive oil and coconut oil in our foods, it'll make it taste better. And nut butters and things of that nature, and we can make some incredible smoothies and add Greek yogurt and berries and bananas and fruits, and integrate these in our diet in a way where that's also helping us crave our kill our sugar craving, but we're also getting all these you know beneficial cofactors and micronutrients and enzymes embedded in, within them as well. So you know, in a practical sense, we'll analyze what that pro-inflammatory food is. We'll take that out and replace it. And, and in much more times than not, we're adding a surplus. People are like, I feel like I'm eating so much more. I'm full. And we do that for five days. And it's like, wow. And then they drop two pounds the next week. That food is more micronutrient dense. It's more fibrous. You feel fuller, but we're taking out probably five to seven calories as a whole, 170 calories as a whole. Someone's having a huge fried Panera sandwich each day. And we load them up with you know extra berries and a salad and you know like seven ounces of protein it's like that's a that's a lot more food that, that person's getting they're going to notice it and they're going to want to keep going back to that because now they build this new association if i feel better off this there's actually more that i could eat it helps me reach my goal and i could still have that cheeseburger let me just have it on a friday night with my friends instead of each and every single night that's
0: boom that, that's fucking huge and and that going over micronutrients like this literally um, in in terms of just being most optimal in terms of just like lifestyle goals, it it goes back to having that wind behind your back. It goes back to actually keeping and maintaining your goals is, and this is the same thing for me this year in terms of my own like building habits. Yes. I'm building healthy habits in my day-to-day life, But in order for me to be the best coach, in order for me to make sure I'm cooking my meals and staying dialed in, I need to eliminate some habits. I need to eliminate video games or I need to eliminate like things that don't serve me. So this is the same thing with nutrition, same thing with training, where it's like sometimes the best course of action is elimination in order to progress,
1: um, on our goals. Yeah. freaking huge. I used to manage a vitamin shop and, you know, people would come in, you know, definitely, you know, more overweight and they'd they'd look for detox pills. And I'm like, what are you looking for detox pills for? Like, you know, I, I want to detox for when I start this new diet. And I'm like, that new diet is the detox. You don't need to throw something on top of it. Just you changing out the foods that were inflaming you. That's, that's the magic in itself. And I think a lot of people fail to realize because we're so conditioned. I have to be in a who said, I have to eat less. We're never told, Hey, Just remove that fried food and replace it with whatever the fuck else you (laughs) want and you'll be good. It really works like that, you know? So, yeah.
0: And and I feel like because for very, like, maybe type A individuals that are very detailed oriented, like, those are the kind of individuals that maybe really, like, they can do it on their own for, for a substantial period of time, right? Like, they're so very detailed, but most people aren't like that. Most people aren't going to be like thinking about what they're putting into our body. So that is why we help individuals. That is why, um, when you go together, you go farther. So, um, fuck yes, dude. We had a great conversation today. Do you have any, um, final thoughts or final questions for maybe people, um, to like help, help them achieve and maintain their goals? I, I,
1: again, I would just put it back to that point, Start what you know, and let what you know grow, you know, for most people it's like, most people fail to reach their goals because they go zero to 100 way too quick and try to just, you know, go to the gym seven days a week and throw in cardio and stop going out on the weekends and all these things. And it's just like start with one. Start with a 10-minute walk each day. Do that, do that for a week. Yeah, you might not have lost 10 pounds, but guess what? You fucking prove to yourself that you'll follow through with your word, and that's more important in the long run. So make one habit that you can actually follow through with, and hey, maybe you can incorporate it in a way that it will actually benefit you, so that you can actually enjoy it, and you'll build a good connotation and just build up a repetitive uh, pattern of just you know wanting to do that. So start with one thing, do it for a week. Add on top of that, do it for a week. Add on top of that, and you'll build up layers. And essentially, as James Clear says. We don't rise to the levels of our goals. We fall to the levels of our systems, you know? So if you are a habitual person and make sure that, hey, rain, sleet, hail, I'm going to do a 30-minute outdoor walk or rain, sleet, or hail, you know, I'm not going to have carbs you know, or one meal, whatever the heck it is for that point in time, if you establish that and make it a non-negotiable and make it a part of who you are, then over time, it's just going to be habitual and you won't have to make that many sacrifices.
0: That's huge, right? or hail like you got to get the job done and that just goes into my final thought on um and i was just having all my client check-ins yesterday which is how what's one thing that you can do this week or maybe going into the weekend and maybe like not waiting till monday but like what's one thing right now that you can improve upon for the next seven days and hyper focus hyper focus on that one thing And just improve upon it. Is it making sure no matter fucking what, like you were saying, no matter fucking what, I'm going to read 10 10 pages of like the book right before bed. Or no matter what, I'm going to go on that fucking walk. Or no matter what, I'm going to make sure I get in the fucking gym on Friday, no matter freaking what. And once we start completing those promises made, then the world's your fucking oyster. And then we just start stacking those freaking wins. And then that is where you not only achieve your goals, but then you can maintain them
1: that's always demonstrated. Like I knew in high school, I was just like, Hey, this, this will be uncomfortable. I accepted it early on, but I was like, I'm just going to eat shit and be the best athlete that I can be no matter what else happens in my life. And I know that I'll get where I need to go. And it's a permeating truth. And I think a great way to ask that question, what is one thing that if I do it today, it'll rationalize doing like oh what's like kind of an important thing it's like what's one thing that if you do this so good you won't have to worry about anything else and that way we can just divide our attention to something so precise and be more accurate and deliberate one step at a time
0: that that's huge because people have their freaking checklists of besides their work and there's like 10 fucking things
1: it's like oh i did that i did that no it's like no, no what's the one thing where it's like when this is in place you you will be seen you'll everything will be shifted That's what you should be focusing on.